This is the Atlanta Review, Season 3, Episode 7, Trini to the Bone. This episode takes place in New York, with a white man jogging through Tribeca, listening to Sada Baby, which is... Mm. Yeah. This is another standalone episode focusing on the Warner family. Miles, who's the father, Bronwyn, the mother, and their son, Sebastian, or Bash. It doesn't take long to see how much Sylvia Hassana, who is the Trinidadian nanny, runs the Warner household, let alone is in tune with their child Sebastian more than they even understand. The spicy mango curry sauce, that's exactly what I knew. They literally left Sebastian to his own devices, his iPad, if you will, as they were trying to like figure out their morning assuming that they were being inconvenienced and stood up by Sylvia. He was not being disruptive. He was just chilling, watching, you know, proud family, not eating breakfast that his mom had brought him because it was bland. So his father, Miles, had to put the spicy mango curry sauce on top so he could, you know, make it official for him. So after some time, Miles learns that Sylvia has passed away. Unfortunately, in that moment, you see them experience a roller coaster of emotions everything from sorrow and the sheer panic of who has to deal with their child now because their days are essentially ruined throughout the episode there's a package that's getting delivered to the warner residence like a yellow envelope or whatever it's like a bubble mailer he tries to return it to sender but there's no return address but we're just going to circle back to that later because it is significant Bronwyn misses her yoga class in the morning in order to take Bash to school. She later complains to Miles on FaceTime that a teacher called her out because they missed family picture day, which completely went over their heads because it's like, while they're concerned about the teacher saying it in front of their child, Sebastian, rather than actually, you know, showing up for picture day, (laughs) which is clearly the issue. But yeah, they quickly make excuses like you couldn't be the only family that missed that on picture day like but you likely were so the episode goes on they speak with bash before bedtime feeding him this horrible analogy of dinosaurs going extinct as a comparison to people dying apparently definitely happens when you're really old (laughs) they sun themselves saying this because bash asked hey can it happen to you guys because you guys are both old Essentially, they're just dancing around the details while trying to avoid having to tell him directly what happens. Miles quickly gets tired of doing the runaround thing and just blurts out, Sylvia passed away. So Sebastian was questioning more so like, okay, well, where does she go? Can she say bye? Can she come back? You know, the typical things a child may ask. And intuitively, he's like, you know what? Maybe she went back to Trinidad and Tobago, which is pretty cool for him to say as a kid because you know homegoing before the homegoing it's kind of like he gets it but it's just like he's too young to understand that but whatever sebastian expresses interest in going to the funeral ceremony eventually his parents decide attending the homegoing for sylvia would be a great experience and closure for him a teachable moment if you will which is what they use from their therapy sessions and overall the kid he's pretty well adjusted and mature from what we see in this episode he probably i don't know if he spazzes out from time to time but he's pretty 
behaved like no random outbursts or anything wild he doesn't talk to them disrespectfully so he's pretty mature enough to handle the situation you know i would agree he looks of age enough to attend a funeral ceremony with the connection that him and sylvia had it's kind of it just makes sense that he would go to you know pay respects at minimum so although they make the decisions to go to the homegoing ceremony i feel like it was more so to fulfill their comfort and to learn who exactly Sylvia was. So Bronwyn has a moment before they're getting ready for bed. And she basically says, the next day we get, they can be more metropolitan, <laughs> whatever that means. And Bash can become more fluent in Mandarin because, you know, it's great for business. So Miles, he's not directly with that idea. I don't want to say he's the more woke of the two parents, but it seems like he actually does some sort of research when it comes down to it because he was just spitting out random facts that he had Googled throughout the day. His thoughts on it were that Sylvia's services weren't even as expensive as others. It seems as though it was a direct hire, not an agency situation. Just looking at the setup of everything, it didn't seem like it was an official type of deal. She essentially was there all the time, kind of living, probably on call. So throughout the episode, there are little cultural trini sprinklings and it was funny to see miles and Bronwyn react to their son and his behavior as if it was the first time they were experiencing him almost as if they were the babysitters hired and they're just looking and like yo who is this kid they came to the realization that sylvia was a huge influence on his life more than they ever knew and then him just being immersed within that culture you know it opened his horizons and had him learning things that they didn't even know that he was aware of, speaking different languages. So he's deeply ingrained within the culture, as much as he could at that age, of course. But it's very common when you look for a nanny for them to be affordable. And um, essentially, they do tend to be of other ethnicities. Typically, not always. Sometimes the other different or whatever, but... When it comes down to it, they do tend to offer services that are more affordable than bigger agencies and like official joints. Learning through immersion as a child is everything and it tends to stick with you. So that's where she was coming from earlier when she was saying, oh, maybe we can get one that's more metropolitan and speaks Mandarin. Just like, okay, lady. As if they couldn't afford Mandarin lessons, but you know what? From all that money they were saving, not paying Sylvia what she was worth. Yeah. They meet up with Joy, one of Sylvia's daughters, before the service to give her belongings that her mother left in their home. It was a ton of stuff. Stuff that they didn't even realize that she had in their house, which is kind of like, yo, yo, what else are y'all preoccupied with? Yeah, your life is going on, but you still have a child and somebody who's watching that child. But it just shows the negligence in their part of them not knowing what's going on in their house. It's wild. So Miles leaves his car in the hands of a 10-year-old valet, Richie. <laughs> and, and Richie's busy playing his game. He's doing his thing. Paying attention, but Joy reassures him like, yeah, it's okay, just leave your keys on the hood. And it's just like, okay. They're already uncomfortable and they're going into a situation where they have zero experience. But a little bonus here was that there were also flyers up for Paperboy's homecoming tour. So, uh, yeah. The dates were October 31st, which is Halloween, at Terminal 5 in New York. So how this is tying in, I'm not sure. Personally, for the season, I don't know what month it is in the show right now. So maybe it's late summer. I mean, that would make sense for like a tour. So it could be summer for them. 
while they're in Europe and then he's coming home in the fall. I guess speculation, but I mean, I watch for details, but not typically that nitty gritty. I just happened to notice that flyer that was on the wall. But yeah, details. And another one that I did notice is shout out to the tall far bag that Bronwyn had on in the service. Trying to act like she don't know. But anyway, big shots. <laughs> so they have a seat at the service. Everything's getting started. They have like a little bit of moments to basically gather themselves and talk to those who are around them. There they meet Curtis, a.k.a. Chet Hanks. Yes, that Hanks child. <laughs> Curtis is Sebastian in 10 years. And I feel like Miles and Bronwyn saw this and even more internal screaming <laughs> occurred for those two. And they were just like, wow, you have a really thick accent. Are you from Jamaica or Tr- Trinidad? And he quickly, <laughs> he quickly corrects him. He's like, no, it's Trinidad and Tobago, not Trinidad and Jamaica. Okay. All right, guys. But yeah, I mean, typically some people do think the Caribbean is the same thing, but whatever. Details, people. So the homecoming service. Oh, boy. In general, it gives a lot of insight into Sylvia's life somebody who we didn't get to meet on screen we get to delve into the details of sacrifices she made in order to be the breadwinner for her family her background as a dancer and a presentation by a dance group that she had created and they perform a traditional limbo dance but (laughs) since this is a homegoing ceremony unfortunately chaos ensues Sylvia's other daughter, Princess, decides to air her grievances as she's eulogizing her mother. It's bad timing. Just read the room. However, I will say she she has a point because Sylvia did spend most of her time away from her family in order to raise up others, but she didn't need to beat her mom's casket. That was wild, disrespectful, completely uncalled for. Yeah, you were missing that boy, but beating her casket did what for you? Everybody starts fighting. So the one thing she didn't take into account was seeing the situation through her mom's eyes and experience, which can be burdensome and filled with pressure for that person, not only trying to help immediate family, but extended family back home, constantly grinding, you're sending money back, supporting a number of things while maintaining your own livelihood and your own family that can easily turn into a dependency rather than just straight up assistance. Before we get into that rabbit hole, though, what I will say is don't forget yourself and your goals because a lot of that stuff can overshadow that. Yeah, you're still doing great work and helping out others, but um, without you, that extra sprinkle, sprinkle on top wouldn't be happening. And at the same time, it's kind of like, yo, make a balance. Don't just put 90% here, 10% for yourself because that's not healthy. So as everybody's fighting at the funeral, the Warners decide to, you know what? (laughs) It's time to leave. Probably the smartest thing they've done all episode. Once they noticed that they got up, (laughs) they stopped fighting once they realized the white people are scared. More so Sebastian because he actually admitted it and the Warners head home. It was a culture shock for Sebastian's parents more so, I'll say. Sebastian was loving the church service. The prayers all saying yes lord like he was with it sylvia taught him so this is why he knew all of this stuff but at least he was actually honest when things started to turn up his parents were like no we're not scared we're just leaving it's just like um so it kind of ends awkwardly in that moment <laughs> by just cutting off they didn't stay for the wake 
Fortunately, Bash doesn't get his Rosie, so yeah, they go home. Bronwyn is even more wary than before that Sebastian's gonna grow up to resent them for not being around. And he wants to grow up and play a steel fan like Uncle Xavier. Uh, this is a figure that we can only assume that Sylvia must have shared with Sebastian because there's no other context to Uncle Samuel in this episode at all. Again, Miles kind of more so being the realist of the two. He doesn't believe that's the case. And again, is uh, met with some more banging at the door. So the episode ends with a reveal of the package's contents. This is the third attempt of delivery. He opens the package and it's nice photos of Sylvia and Sebastian taken at his school's family picture day. Oh, and it was kind of weird because it was just kind of like if you looked at all the poses and them smiling together, it could just be me reading into it and just thinking a little bit too much literally. But I'm gonna say it anyway. They kind of look, I don't want to say they look the same. As far as their facial expressions and the way that he was smiling, it's kind of like he was mimicking her smile in the picture. So yeah, interesting. Just run that back and see if, you know, I'm not making stuff up. The overall message for this episode, I feel is a sentiment I, I'm going to repeat again. Do not forget yourself. In this instance, your child, who is a part of you, they really couldn't pull up for a family photo day? Just one day, and you know it's not even the whole day. Not like, you know, what grade was that? Fifth grade field day where you literally had to take the whole day? No, it was a photo day. They could have stopped by during lunch, snap, snap, little bash. Sylvia could have been in the picture too. Boom. And they were actually nice pictures. They came out really nice. They better frame it for Bash, too. I feel like that would have been the opportune time for them to figure out a little bit more about Sylvia. Because they just... I mean, I don't want to say it, but I have to say it. They pretty much just used her for her services. Didn't get to know what she was... You know, her deep interactions with the child. And just even more about her background. Which, at base level, I feel like if someone's going to be in your house let alone raising your kid. Don't you want to know where they come from and have an idea of who they are as a person? I know some people don't care, but that just seems very strange to me. But Sebastian realizes who his parents are and he has a basic relationship, but the importance that Sylvia played in his life from the bedtime routine, the eating habits, getting ready for school, Sylvia even walking him into class and her lullaby to put him to sleep and rubbing his back. It's just like... The disconnect between his parents, they don't even know basic stuff that he likes or enjoys or needs without being questioned or having to be reminded by him. Like, oh, Sylvia used to do that. But yeah, it's like little moments that were in this that were really nice. He even says goodnight to her ghost, basically talking toward the chair that she used to sit in until he fell asleep. Holy, there was less of a comedic focus in the social commentary anthology episode. It has its moments, but this is probably one of the more dry, meaningful episodes. It's not terrible as it served as a lens into modern parenting and how things go when people bring in a third party into the mix to watch your child, but it's kind of like they have absolutely no idea of what's going on. They're just basking in the convenience of that person being there and not having to deal with real-time things that are going on. And it's not even big stuff. It's the little things that they missed over that kind of impacted them toward the end of the episode and they well i don't want to say they woke up hopefully they'll wake up because they're still in it this is still dealing with this whole grieving period and them losing obviously a big part of their son's life so how they react to this is key i don't know if she's gonna go ahead and get that metropolitan nanny whatever the hell she wanted and <laughs> shell out the dollars for that but 
I don't know. They were also approached at the homegoing service for, you know, a replacement <laughs> for Sylvia <laughs> because he taught Little League. So he feels like he would be a good fit as a replacement. I doubt they'll go with him. But gaining that experience, which obviously it's kind of like anybody's funeral isn't the joyous occasion, even though, yes, you are sending someone home. But I feel like the funeral shouldn't have been the first place where they learned all this information about Sylvia. That within itself was just like, really? Yeah, I didn't know this? this? These are just like basic facets of her life. Literally the least you could do. So yeah, do your research, figure it out. I, I don't, mm, I really don't see how they would just let somebody in their house without doing any sort of research, especially how nosy Miles seemed. Of the parents, he just seems like he was the more inquisitive one that would actually wonder and be curious enough to look into that stuff. But I guess not. They were just busy with life. But we are getting down to the last three episodes. That's so crazy. It's almost over. But so good, though. And stop complaining about these anthology episodes. <laughs> I don't want to say, do you not see what they're doing here? But it's kind of obvious. Once the season's done, go back and watch all of them together. Oh, my God. Still feel like this episode was still strong enough to thug it out with the rest of the episodes. A lot more chill in comparison, but... You already know what we got last week or the week prior to because I'm late. But hi, 